Well, hello everybody to another episode of Wolfstag. Thank you for joining me. It's your host, Michael. Uh, I hope you've had a fantastic week. Um, as I'm recording this, it's the evening of Bonfire Night. It's Sunday evening. So you might hear some fireworks, some bangs, some explosions going on in the background. For those of you who are not familiar with Bonfire Night, it's the one time of the year where we legally sell explosives to the uh, general public of Great Britain to commemorate the fact that we failed to stop a corrupt parliament. <laughs> the irony's not lost on me, don't you worry. Um, I hope you've all had a fantastic week. I uh, hope it's been happy, healthy, and everything that goes with it. Um, got a few things to talk about this week. Got to be honest, it's been an eventful week. And I'm going to have a little bit of a rant in the middle as well. So, batten down your hatches. I am going to do this. On the subject of battening down the hatches... Let's talk about Storm Kieran. So Storm Kieran, I hope everybody has managed to, and I don't say this flippantly, survived what is another storm that's hit our shores. Absolutely horrendous. We do seem to be having these weather extremes at the moment, don't we? Which kind of scuppers everybody's plans to do pretty much anything uh, right now. Um, and what do you, what do you do about it? Right? Is it climate change? Is it just one of those awful weather fronts that have come along? But it feels different, doesn't it? It feels like I've been I've right I've been around you know a few years now. I'm not a young man by any means. I'm certainly not a teenager. So I've lived enough to to have been through different weather things. Beasts from the east, you know, hot summers, cold winters, you go through it all, don't you? But does it not feel like we're getting more storms than ever before now? Does it not seem that the extremes of weather we're getting now are more extreme than ever before? It's a little bit of a worry because it does make you wonder, you know, at what point it's going to stop, how hot it's going to get, how stormy it's going to get, how cold it's going to get. And I get a feeling it's going to be... I'm no, I'm no weather forecaster. I'm no Michael Fish over here, but I just get the feeling it's going to be a bit of a cold winter this this year. So do make sure that you are taking care of yourselves, friends, neighbours, elderly relatives, elderly neighbours, whoever it is. If there's vulnerable people in your life in any way, and and weather plays a part of that, just make sure everybody's okay because it's going to be a bit of a harsh one, I reckon. So this week we had the last ever Beatles record, and I got to be honest, guys, I, I did have a little bit of a. It, it brought a lump to me throat. I, you know, I don't want to say I shed a tear, but I was, yeah, I was right there. I was right there. It was a bit of a momentous occasion, wasn't it, to hear that tune? Is it the greatest Beatles record ever? No, of course it isn't. Um, there's, there's many that would absolutely top it. But it's the fact that it's the last ever piece of music that those four individuals will have ever been able to produce. And I know two of them aren't with us anymore. But with this incredible use of technology, we've managed to have this final farewell, this swan song, which I suppose they never really got. Because you do get the feeling that maybe if, if John was still with us and... George hadn't succumbed to that awful cancer, then I'd like to think 
they would have got back together. They would have had that moment, that mending of the ways, and just come back and created more incredible, incredible music. And that's never going to happen. And that's and that's that's never going to be. And I know. Now here's the thing. There's there's going to be this whole argument about the artificial intelligence that that was used in creating this record. Now let let's be clear because I think a few people are a little bit confused by it. The AI that was used in creating this record was used to separate John's vocal from a really crackly audio tape. So it was used to take his vocal, clean it up, make it clear, make it sound like he was recording it in a in a modern studio. No issue with that. But if it was ever using AI to somehow recreate his songwriting style or his singing, recreate his voice, no, I'm not comfortable with that at all. But to use it to the effect of bringing what would have been... Ben, let's because let's be honest, for those of you that don't know it, uh, when they released Free as a Bird um, 20 odd years ago now, it was, I think it was back in the middle to late 90s, where they found that they found these tracks. Um, now and then was part of that collection, and they had enough uh, music and enough quality to uh, to produce those other new Beatles tracks that came out at the time. And, but they tried the hardest with Now and Then, and it just it, they weren't able to do anything with it. It was just the, the quality was just so so poor. But this is where the technology we have today in twenty twenty three has really benefited to take that track to remove the the crackle, the noise, the poor quality, and enhance it to a point where it just sounds, you know, just just brilliant, just perfect. You know, was to was to bring that that genius of a man back to life, and that's that can't be a bad thing, can it? So it was a bit of a moment to to hear that, and especially when it's a band that is so local. You know, I I live in a town that's the other side of the Mersey. You know, where I live is a is a town that is on the Mersey, the same as Liverpool. And the Beatles in the sixties played in our local town hall. It's they are they are properly a local local band to us. And for them to be taken and owned by the world is just an incredible thing. And their music is gonna absolutely last forever. You know, when all of us here listen to this and maybe our future generations are long gone, the music that them four men made is just going to be resonating throughout the universe. And long may that happen. And if we can get one last throw of the Beatles dice just to hear those four voices and those instruments together again, then amazing. On the subject of artificial intelligence, there's been some scare stories this week. And you know the newspapers are like for bigging this up. They will absolutely go to town on it. There was a conference this week talking about technology and some of the issues that's gone on. And Elon Musk, who was quite surprised by this gentleman sort of like rallying against AI, considering technology is his forte, and that's exactly what he's all about. But anyway, saying how if we don't keep AI in check, it will be a threat to humanity. Now, I'm not sure about it being a threat to humanity in and of itself, because at the end of the day, it's us that's got our fingers on the button, right? And if we want to unplug the machines, we can choose to do that. I don't think it will threaten us to that extent. 
but it might threaten our culture, it might threaten our art, it might threaten our business, it might threaten our livelihoods. Unless we take what could be a very useful tool and rein it in and control it and use it responsibly. Now, I could be a real naysayer in and around AI from that respect. But I think if we do treat it responsibly and use it carefully, it could be a game changer, especially in the terms of social media. Whereas teams of people now cannot police Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok, AI could get to a point where it could stop you in its tracks and go, you sure you want to send that photograph? You really sure you want to write what you're about to post there? Because that's going to be hurtful. It's going to be offensive. It's going to get you into trouble. You know, it's potentially illegal, you know, and it's going to hurt other people. So maybe if we can harness artificial intelligence to kind of be our Jiminy Cricket that sits on our shoulders, not make decisions for us, but to be there and stop and go, are you really sure you want to do that? Then maybe if we can utilize it for that reason, then it'll be a good thing. You know, it shouldn't be our slave and we shouldn't be slaves to it. But if we can have a mutually respectful relationship, then I think it could actually work for us. Yeah. What do you think? So here's the part of the show where I have my rant of the week. And my rant of the week this week goes to Suella Braverman. Now, I don't I don't want to get into politics. I don't. Because there's enough political shows out there that cover that topic. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got a belief. But this week, actually yesterday, she came out and said that homeless people who live in tents on the street, are doing it out of a lifestyle choice. Oh my word. How? Can we start having some kindness and compassion in the world again? Please. I don't know what's happened in these past 20 years. Maybe it's even less than that, 10 years. But we seem to have lost touch with kindness and compassion as a... I don't know, not everywhere, it's not everywhere, and it isn't, and I don't want to sound like it's all doom and gloom, it really it really isn't. You know, we, we give to charity, we do amazing things, we help people, there's some great, amazing organisations, charities, people out there that try and give and do well in the world. But to come out as one of our leaders of this country and say, people with nothing... A living intense as a lifestyle choice is quite frankly offensive. Right? Now, if I live in a tent, me, who I am right now, that's a lifestyle choice because I choose to do it for one week, maybe a little bit less, in a country setting of my choosing that normally has facilities. And at the end of that time, I pack my tent up, I put it in the back of my large expensive car, and I drive home. I pack my tent away in the shed, and I go back to living in my nice house. Okay, sweet as a nut. 
that's 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 a li- that's a lifestyle choice, right? When I'm doing it for a bit of fun of a weekend as a bit of a a country getaway, that's a lifestyle choice. When I've got no job, no home, no prospects, mental health issues, the, the weight of the world against me, you know, and there for the grace of God go I because anybody could end up homeless. All it takes is a few unfortunate circumstances to occur to you. You know, you lose your job, you lose your house, you lose your friends, you know, and you end up on the street. And that is the story for so many people out there. There are so many young people out there that have come from abusive homes. There are so many veterans out there that have been traumatised in wars and conflicts and are struggling with mental health issues. There's other people that just struggle with mental health issues and they are so severe that they find themselves just disconnected from the world, not being able to reach out for help. you know. And when they do, it's kicked back to them because no one's going to give them a job, no one's going to give them a home. And they end up in this vicious circle where they're just living hand-to-mouth. We've got a cost of living crisis, fuel prices are going through the roof, food prices are going through the roof, it's dark grim times and it will get better, it will get better. But believe me when I tell you, no one is living in a tent in the winter in London out of lifestyle choices. Oh, I could have that nice house, couldn't I? I could go to this lovely place to stay and share. My world is absolutely perfect. But you know what? Now what I'll do? Now what I'll do? I'll get myself a little tent. No, I'll make myself vulnerable and I'll go and live in a gutter. Yeah. So Ella, have a word. So as we record this, Halloween was less than a week away ago. It is actually bonfire night tonight, and I can hear, and you might even be able to hear, the fireworks in the distance there. But it's already Christmas. <laughs> right? So when this goes out, we're officially allowed to celebrate Christmas. And this comes from a man who, yesterday, oh, don't judge me. I know you're going to judge me, but don't judge me. Yesterday, I played a Christmas album. I know! I know! However, it was Jamie Cullum's Christmas album, which he recorded, I think he recorded it during lockdown. It certainly came out during lockdown, which is just uh, incredible. Uh, The Piano Man at Christmas, it's called. If you have not heard it, uh, and I know jazz isn't to everyone's taste, it's not a particularly jazz album, uh, but it's an incredible Christmas album with... Some of the most beautiful Christmas songs in there. Um, and I was I was feeling Christmassy. I was feeling in the mood. It just felt like the weather was there already. And when you're seeing it in the shops all the time and bombarded with it, then, yeah, you're going to get that weight. Man, I, do you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a little bit of joy and hope and sparkle in your heart, really, is there? You know, call me a soppy old devil. You know, that cap fits and I'm going to wear it. And I have many caps, by the way. Particularly the quite lovely Harris Tweed cap that I'm wearing at the moment. It's a baker boy, Harris Tweed. I look a proper dandy in it. I do. With my nice big woolly coat and my scarf. Oh, yes. Yeah, like David Beckham's younger brother. Shut up. Anyway, I hope you're all going to have an amazing Christmas. Have you stopped making your Christmas list yet? 
I have. We have kind of made a decision in our family that we're going to lessen it a little bit this year. Because you know what it's like? None of us want for anything, really. Not in terms of... Not when you're like... And this is not a brag, and I'm sure this applies to many of you out there. You know, we're not in those positions of difficulty. I'm certainly not. My family certainly isn't. You know, um, I'm of the mind where I'd rather slip a few quid to to a food bank or a, or a homeless shelter or a you know some other sort of charity that can do some good things and maybe buy smaller gifts because we can buy whatever we want whenever we want can't we and you don't have to show love for somebody by being you know by buying them the biggest most expensive gift right my little niece right go have a look at children my little niece seven years old you can buy her a really expensive gift and she will have more fun playing with the box and I know when I was a kid, that was certainly my case, right? She would rather you put all the gifts away, the toys away, and spend time with her. You know, just have fun, play cards, do some drawing, play silly games. You know, that spending time with people and communing with them and sharing food and sharing a drink and having jokes and laughter and stories and... Being able to hug your family, your loved ones, and just be there for them is the greatest, greatest gift that you can give to anybody. That being said, I still wouldn't mind something in my Christmas stocking Santa Christmas morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. As it's the first week of November, you might have noticed that it's also the first week of Movember, which is the charity that raises money for men's mental health, which is something that I'm very, very passionate about. And on that topic, for those of you that listen to the I Don't Know Much But podcast that uh, that I currently do, this week's episode, which we're going to be recording tomorrow night, is with a good friend of mine, and we're actually going to be discussing men's mental health. Um... We could be a thick-headed bunch sometimes, us fellas. Um, I, I might be quite unusual in the in this in this realm because I do speak quite openly about mental health and my mental health. It's the world that I work in. It's the world that I live in, um, and you don't get better by hiding things. I'm aware of that. You know, I think for many years I was particularly in denial about it. In denial about it, just unaware of it, I think that was a, a lot of my problem is I knew there was issues, probably didn't fully comprehend how much those issues affected me, had affected me. Um, so getting my diagnosis when I did, my life changed on a on a pivot from, from that moment um, and things started to absolutely benefit me. Um, so nobody in my life now, I don't think it would be a surprise when I talk about you know, my mental health and the issues uh, around there. So, if you can support people, if you are a if you are a parent or a grandparent to a young man, now bear in mind that suicide is the biggest taker of young men's lives uh, in the UK today. It kills more of our under 40s than, than anything else out there, which is a, an awful, awful statistic. So if you have got uh, young men in your lives, or men in your lives, stop being bullish about it, stop being pig-headed about it, 
are opinionated or why has everybody got you know poor mental health these days what's wrong with people these days are you snowflakes you know why don't they man up right because for years we've been having that attitude and for years men have been living with utter turmoil and inside because we haven't felt able to talk about these things so let's cut the bravado let's cut the toxic masculinity and let's start having some open conversations about what is actually really quite normal right we are prepared to accept that any other part of our body will fail us and let us down through our lives not work properly you know be malfunctioning whatever any other part of our body with the exception of our heads our minds but why what makes that so unique? What makes that so different? That grey matter that sits between our ears. Why should that be immune to the ills that the rest of our body can, can fall to? It makes no sense to me. Completely makes no sense to me. So, start talking, start having conversations. Encourage those men in your life to have those conversations. And we're not excluding people here as well. You know, it's a topic that affects everybody. Um, you know, it affects, you know, women as equally as men. It absolutely does. But we are the stubborn pig-headed ones with, with the toxic stuff going on. So let's start breaking that down. If you can grow a moustache for Movember, please do. Uh, I would. I'm not taking part in, in the shaving and growing of the singular moustache. I will probably not shave or trim my beard for the rest of the month, to be honest. The reason I'm not doing it, pure vanity. I've got a bald head. If I shave the beard off, I look like a potato. It's not attractive. But get involved, give your money, share your time, share your voice, share your compassion, uh, and just be there. Be there for each other. Oh, I don't know whether you've seen this this week. Uh, there's a new film coming out next year. They've remade uh, into a movie. The Fall Guy. Remember the TV series from the 80s? Well, not everybody here is going to remember the old 80s TV series, The Fall Guy, because some of you might be a little bit too young for it. But I remember the TV series The Fall Guy with Lee Majors. Now, Lee Majors, for me growing up, was the $6 million man. Right, the bionic man. And when that finished, he did the show The Fall Guy, which was all about a Hollywood stuntman who is also a private investigator. Don't think it ran for many seasons, but it's kind of iconic and everybody loved it. Um, so they've taken the premise of that, of that TV show and turned it into a movie with Ryan Gosling's in it and um, Emily Blunt's in it, Hannah Waddingham's in it. It's going to be incredible. So I watched the trailer the other day. It looks really fun, really funny. Loads of big action sequences. Uh, it's going to be great. And throughout the trailer, they played Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. All right, worked really well on the trailer. But people were commenting on the social media underneath going, you cannot have the Fall Guy movie without having the iconic TV theme song, The Unknown Stuntman, right? And if anybody remembers that TV show, you absolutely remember the theme tune that goes with it. 
but I googled it. So I kind of thought, yeah, yeah, I get that. You've got to have the music. You know, it's iconic. It's like, you know, it's like having Bond without the Bond theme tune. It'd be like having Doctor Who and taking away that theme tune. It's kind of, it's the four guy. So I googled the lyrics, right, just to, to check, just to see. Did a bit of a bit of a Google search. Are they going to re... Um, are they going to remake it? They're going to re-record it. Going to have someone else actually doing the tune and and have that at the end. And then you read the lyrics, and it's littered with celebs from the nineteen seventies, who I'm pretty sure most of you are not going to know. So I'm wondering, are they going to have to completely re- rewrite the lyrics for this and put like modern celebs in? So you've got Farrah Fawcett, Sally Field, Bo Derrick. You've got Robert Redford. You've got Cheryl Teagues. Who knows who Cheryl Teagues is anymore? Raquel Welsh. Clint Eastwood. Right? Bless him. Love Clint Eastwood. But he's going to need a stuntman to get him from his chair to his Zimmer frame these days. And that man's touching 100 years old. Right? Jackie Smith. Burt Reynolds. So, right. I want someone to come with who are we going to put in there these days? Are we going to have... You know, Jason Statham in there. We're going to have Dwayne Johnson in there. You know, because I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Johnson look so fine. You know, is it going to be that? Who are we going to get? Who is going to be our, our new action heroes for this song? Tell me, guys. Come up with some lyrics for me. Because, you know, we're, we're missing a bit of a trick here. And it could be, could be really good. But they're going to have to rewrite it, aren't they? They really are. And with that, my little chickadees, I'm going to sign off because there are explosions, whiz, bangs, whirls, whoops, and all sorts going on outside. Um, I, I really hope no one's going to put some sort of banger up my car exhaust. There's going to be murder. Murder if I get up in the morning and there's bits of firework on top of my motor vehicle. Not having it. Um, <laughs> oh, any miserable. Any miserable. Um, that's it for another week, guys. I hope you've uh, enjoyed listening to my uh, usual rantings, ravings, and nonsensical, whimsical flights of fancy. I do it all for you. Everything I do, I do it for you. Uh, and with that, take care. Have a fantastic week. Uh, have fun. Enjoy. And I will see you this time next week. Thank you for listening to the Wolfstag Podcast. I've been your host, Mike Jones. Production and editing has been by me, Mike Jones. The music you've been listening to is One Shot by Soundroll. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do like, rate, leave a comment. 
it really does help. So tell your friends as well. This has been a Wolfstag production for the Acast Creator Network. <laughs>